Hey guys, welcome back to the show, Amy Weber Unleashed. I am your host, of course, Amy Weber. Thank you so much to everyone who has been supporting the show, all the subscribers, for everyone that's new. Thank you so much for joining us. I've got a really gorgeous guest on my show, Jamie Lynn. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Amy. I know. I appreciate you coming in. Yeah. Jamie's had a crazy day. It's a bit of a shit show, guys, but I'm here. <laughs> oh, I've got my coffee. I know. But you said, okay, so I know that you do um, life coaching. Yes. Yeah. And this is interesting because do you consider yourself an empath, like an empathetic person? I'm 100%. assuming you have to be, right? Yeah. I think I'm kind of a weird empath though. I think I'm like, I think I'm an empath that like is yeah, yeah, just kind of very aware of their own vulnerabilities and has been able to like overcome a lot of those things and like en empower themselves. Like a lot of empaths can be drained of their beautiful traits, right? And I think I've really kind of learned how to manage that. I was going to say, because you were saying you were handling a crisis, which was right. not your own. And I'm yeah. just wondering how you don't sponge that up. I used to. Okay. I used to sponge that up a lot. Like... I, you know, being, so I'm, I'm actually like a licensed marriage and family therapist and I also do life coaching now as well so I can reach more people. But, um, you know, when I was working in, you know, I was going into the jails, I was working with girls that had been, you know, sex trafficked. Um, I did, uh, mainly like, uh, abuse, sexual abuse, trauma, physical abuse, those kinds of things. And then it kind of branched into narcissism. And when I was seeing these things and seeing this abuse, I, I absolutely took it home and it was affecting how I was functioning and it was affecting my relationships yeah. with people. I was just, I was, nobody really wanted to be around. It was not fun to be around. <laughs> like Not light and hearty. Not, I, was, I was like, how's your day? And I was like, really? You want, you really want you. me to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just like, it's not good dinner topic or dinner conversation. And so, I, I really ended up, uh, I, I think when you're exposed to it enough, part of you kind of shuts down, Yeah. which unfortunately, like that kind of comes with the territory. And then I learned how to kind of bring back some of those, those traits and you kind of compartmentalize it. Like when you're on the job, you're working, you still feel it, but right. you're working. And I think the purpose is what kind of like overtakes me. It's like, I need to keep this shit together because I have a purpose to fulfill here. Um, and that's, that's kind of what leads me. And then I'm, I'm able to really kind of with practice and with my own self care, turn that off. Um, mm -hmm. like I totally forgot about the crisis until you even said something about it. And oh, I was like, Oh good. yeah, so like sorry. that happened. No, no, it's totally fine. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess it's, I'm assuming it's like a doctor that literally, you know what I mean? Has yeah. to just get in there no matter what's happening in their day. They just kind of get in and then. I'm sure when they lose patients, it's especially now with COVID, I know so many people are just like having such a hard time because I think you lose people, but the amount of people that they're losing, then to not take that home with you. Yeah. How do you, t it's just. It's really hard because, you know, people that are in caring professions are the kind of people that are going to really want to to personalize that or they assume some responsibility uh, over that or they're healers or natural fixers. Right. And so learning how to really, th those are fucking beautiful traits, right. but learning how to manage that is also part of being responsible with those traits. Having those boundaries. I know when I mm -hmm. was growing up, my mom used to say to me, um, you're too sensitive. Mm. Right. And I never, I, thought it was such a terrible thing yeah. right that I felt these things for other people and then as I you know grew up and I understood that that was like her her shit not yeah. mine and I realized wow what a great thing that I can feel for so many people but then I have these instances I don't know if you deal with this but people will tell me things that I 
I'm I'm total strangers that you're will not say things for. to me that yeah. I'm not asking for. <laughs> um, I, I I have a, a a new client and um she's very opinionated. Um, she's great. Listen, I, I love a strong woman. Um, and I love someone who just, you know, kind of just lays it out there. She just kind of vomits it out a little mm. bit. Um, hopefully she's not listening, but, um, <laughs> she had said to me, um, I don't know her. Let okay. me just preface this. Okay? okay. I don't have a prior relationship. I, there's no friend that introduced me to this person. There's no affiliation. Um, she basically found me to, to sell her house and, um, she just came out with, um, I haven't told anyone, but I used donor eggs and I don't know how to tell and a surrogate and I've got to figure out how to tell my kids that they're not vagina babies. Right. And I was just like, wow, I was thinking like, all I'm thinking right now is like, what color am I staging <laughs> the side chairs? And she's talking about vagina. Ba and I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. And I don't know how I find my, I constantly find myself in these circumstances. I'm sure before yeah. you probably did the same thing and you're like, well, you know, I might as well get paid for it. Well, like, it <laughs> happens all the time. And honestly, I think that's part of the gift. Like being an empath is a gift. Yeah. You know, it, it just, a lot of people, we ourselves can mismanage that gift and then other people can exploit that. Right. So we have to assume that responsibility of it and set those, those boundaries, like you're saying, but Part, part of that is just your energy. Like we were talking about connection earlier in the yes. universe and all those things. I think that's all very energetic. See, I think you have energy too. Yeah. Like I, I know someone else, I had another guest like, oh, nothing to do with energy and quantum physics. I'm like, oh, I'm all about the quantum, man. I love quantum physics, but I also yeah. know that people have we give off an energy yes. because sometimes you walk into a room and you feel like someone just popped your balloon. You were in a yes. really good mood and you walk into a room with someone who's like really like, you know, aggravated. Here's, here's a really good example of that. Like, do you ever feel like somebody's watching you and then you turn around and they are, of course that's energy, right? Look like any thought and you can measure this. There's that like Joe Dispenza has a lot of good research on this, like st statistical information that actually measures thought measures brain waves, like measures actual energy and energy is a frequency and frequency transmits information. Right. So you're getting something. So that look, that thought we're intuitive beings yeah. at our core and especially so, empaths. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and especially women. Yes. You know, especially women. And so, you know, when you kind of combine those things, you're going to get information. The thing is, is that nowadays, we're taught to bury that and discount that or that we're crazy. Right. Or moody or bitchy. Or PMSing. Yeah. Whatever it is. Like those are always like the go-tos and it's kind of like, now I know, I know something's oh up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, wait. So do you, um, have you studied anything about theta? I'm theta brainwaves? Theta brainwaves. You're going to have to refresh my memory because I'm not, I know that there are different brainwaves, but... I don't necessarily know which one is assigned to what what state of like I know some are like higher frequencies, some are like lower frequency, deep sleep high, you know. Okay, so I go to now I couldn't figure out I had a stomach ache for about 10 years mm -hmm. and I kept thinking it's me because I, I always blame myself normally when things are going awry because that's just my thing that I'm kind of working through. But I thought, okay, I'm doing this somehow. I'm stressed. I'm just creating like maybe an ulcer. 
And then I finally found a doctor that really works more as like a whole being person, yeah. kind of a, he was an ER um, doctor for about 30 years and he's written books that, you know, Tony Robbins has done forwards for the guy's wow. like really a serious, you know, um, doctor, yeah. but he, um, he works in energy. And so we were talking about my childhood, which is a big reason why I decided to do the podcast to try to just sort of shed some light on the facts that, you know, no matter where you come from or your obstacles, you can still power through that and you can, um, you can obtain any goal that you set your mind to. Like, I don't want people to feel like there's excuses, right? We all have our, our shit that yeah. we have to go through. And people have always assumed that I've had sort of just this perfect life and it mm. is, is a really, um, not true whatsoever. So he was explaining to me that your formative years, when you're from like two to maybe like 10, your brain waves are ma mainly in theta. Mm -hmm. And that's where they're storing all this unconscious, right, stuff that, that is happening. And so he was saying, um, I was saying, oh, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, figure out and, you know, go back and kind of just give myself the things that I wasn't given as a child yeah. so that. I'm proud of you. You're enough. I love you. all those things that like, cause I was neglected and then I was abused. So I have both sorry of those things. Happened to you. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it, it happened for whatever reason. And now I'm here. Right. And, but thank yeah. you for saying that. So he's like, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? And I was trying to do this timeline therapy where this guy was hypnotizing me and I'm having to hop back into yeah. the body that shit's tough. Like, <laughs> I've done every therapy there is to be the best person I can be. Yeah. That timeline therapy. Tough, right? I went into a memory. Yeah. All right, I'll share it here because you're a therapist. This was really bad. Okay, I'm just going to hope that I don't cry. So I hopped back into a memory and it was weird. It was like I, I remembered it, but I didn't remember it like once I was in, I remembered it. And it was like I was about two years old and uh, I was in a corner and I had nothing on, like I was naked, but I had like feces all oh, wow. over me, like on my face, like everything. And as I got into the memory, it was basically showing that my dad had taken my diaper and said, like, what the fuck is wrong with you that you pooped in your diaper? I mean, I was two. Yeah. And so he had wiped it all over me and made me stand in the corner um, just like, and I just felt so much like shame, yeah. but it was so weird having to hop into that memory. Cause it was like, I was so full into, Oh God, I couldn't even breathe. It was so hard. And like, I had jumped into other kind of memories and they came so fast. Um, and I was able to handle it, but I got so shaken. I just was like, I know you said this was tough, but I don't want to experience that again. That was like, you know, I think, sucked. you know, that's an incredibly painful thing yeah. to remember and that you're so vulnerable, right? And somebody has to be really, really prepared to be able to pull you out of that and then give you the tools that you need after experiencing something like that. Because really what that is, is that's re-traumatization. Right. I don't look at that as healing. And I, I myself have been hypnotized and, yeah. and I've done the timeline work as well. <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah. So I know, I know it's incredibly hard. So thank you for sharing that because that's an incredibly like a uh, very personal and very deep thing to share. And I think a lot of people with very similar experiences can learn a lot from that. 
you yeah. know? I mean, and, and it was almost like, you know, as he took me back, I was looking, I think he tried to keep it so that I was in control by looking at my life like a movie. Well, he's trying to, he, what he's trying to do is he's trying to have you be the observer, right? Yes. And not you actually being there, but that's not exactly what happened. Right. And yeah. then he's trying to basically have the adult me then take me out Parent of that you. situation and yeah. reparent me by saying, yeah. you're enough, you're good, you don't deserve this. You know what I mean? You're yeah. loved. I'm going to take you now, write the note to the parents that say, I have little Amy now and she's taken care of, but... Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so heavy. Do you feel like that was helpful for you? Okay, that was no. Okay. That was not because then I and I said to the guy, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Um, and he goes, Well, you know, it's tough. And I said, It's tough, but this is actually re damaging. Yeah. Um, I'm a very strong person. I don't call myself broken anymore. Like I'm good. I don't know what this is going to accomplish yeah. for me personally. Um, but then so I went to the energy doctor who's helping me with my stomach and I, for the first time in 10 years, don't have a stomach ache because Wonderful. of this doctor, which is amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and he said, do you want to go into the theta brainwaves? I'm like, not really. <laughs> like, not after what I experienced. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, is there going to be a diaper? I was just cause like, yeah. shit, I don't want to do with, deal with that anymore. He's like, no, no, no. I go, am I going to be a mess? I have to drive really far cause he's in, in Brentwood. Um, and he's like, Amy, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, I'm, I was really scared. And so he put this thing on this energy thing. And then, oh my gosh, it was crazy. These memories came zipping into mm -hmm. my head so fast and just got flipped around and it was not painful. It was Wonderful. nothing. And so I'm like, am I just a super imaginative person? Cause I was in the entertainment industry for too long and I'm just creating these weird things in my head and thinking that I'm figuring them out. And like, I think at the end of the day, does it matter? I just think do what works. Right? Do what works, right? Look, I like, mean, even if okay, if let's it's just, real, is it not real? Does it matter at the end of the day if you come out of it and you feel like something inside of you has a little more healing yeah. and you're better because of it? Do you need to dissect it? I I'm big on really not analyzing things. Like I, I know a lot. I was just having this conversation with my girlfriends last night. And they're like, why, why, why? And I was like, I don't really need to know why. Right. I just need to know that it's not for me. Yeah. You know, or that, you know, that I'm moving past that or like whatever. You, you know, I, I think we can make a lot of decisions in the present moment. Right. And that's really where we have the most power. And that's where we have the energy to create with. Yeah. You know, when we're trying to like psychoanalyze, everybody thinks I'm analyzing them. I'm really not, you know. Sometimes I am. <laughs> <laughs> evil laugh. You're like, but I get paid for it. No, but um. it's true. No, it's true. Look, I, I, I had a situation with a couple people that were in my life and then they were out of my life and I couldn't understand. Like I know they say, oh, some people come into your life for, you know, a season or a reason, yeah. you know, that whole saying. But I kept thinking, what happened? Like yeah. I didn't have any sort of like whatever closure, but really like, I don't really need to know what happened. Yeah. I don't need to take on other people's stuff. And so I'm like, okay, finally at, you know, 51 years old, I've realized there has to be boundaries and I can't always fix everyone mm -hmm. and I can't take on other people's shit yeah. as my own. Like I'll go back and be like, if I could have done that differently with it, it's not even, it was like this terrible thing. It's just like, I even had a girl that was helping me with my children and, um, she seemed great. I mean, I was helping her with so many things. Like there was nothing bad that was happening. She was happy and had a job and was pursuing her stuff. And um, it was a strange thing where 
she wanted to make extra money. And I said, do you want to watch our dogs? I love dogs. This is great. So then I came on my way home. I said, we're about an hour out. She goes, great. We're just chilling. No big deal. And then um, all of a sudden, you know, um, I get there and she's like, oh, the dogs were running around and my boyfriend was here and they mm. they were going crazy. And then he sat on the floor and they knocked his laptop. And so his screen broke. Mm. And so do you think you can pay for that? Oh, my. Right. And so I'm thinking at the time, wow. I started to feel really mad. Like you're a grown person. If you see dogs going crazy, do you not just get off the floor? floor with your laptop well I, that's not even what struck me initially what struck me is that she invited somebody else into your personal space without asking right that's the in, that's a violation of boundaries trust and respect right there so and then to have the audacity to <laughs> that sense of entitlement right, right? where she's them. like by the way by the way even though i'm a grown woman and i've graduated college and like i'm working for it's like and you i'm like are you sure you want to no i want to do it i need the money i love the dogs and then um, after that, it was like um, I get a call from like her mom's friend, which is a friend of mine. And she said um, she won't be able to come into work. Um, she's gone to like a psychiatric place. And I said, is she like on a 5150? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had a friend that went to county and she said to me, Amy, it was the worst experience yeah. of my life. They're not there's no real beds They're They're almost like chairs. And then you can't have access to your phone and I was worried for this girl like do I need I I was asking my friend should I drive around should I find mm -hmm. her do I get her out what's happening she's like no she said that um to please call you because she didn't have your number memorized but she had her mom's and they took her phone away right away so I'm like okay and so then I get on social media listen social media has receipts yeah, it does. it does. It has receipts, people. Um, you can't really get away with stuff. And I see that she had posted this thing on TikTok. Like, um, I wish I had good news, but I'm on my way to a psychiatric facility. Um, and she had like this music and this whole like, <laughs> you know, I'm all. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So you had the time to try to get sympathy and attention, whatever, yeah. from your people on yeah. TikTok, but you couldn't call the person who brought you in for Christmas, has taken care of you like almost like a daughter. It's like, I don't, it was like so weird. And then I loaned her money for a computer and I just said, listen, she's like, well, do I still have a job? And I'm like, I don't think we need to talk about that right now. Like, I just want you to mentally be okay. And then we can sit down and talk. Um, and she's like, yeah, but I just need to know, are you firing me? I'm like, that wasn't a choice I'm making. You, you made a choice and there's things going on with you. So I'm assuming you need time. And I don't feel comfortable having you around my children, not mm -hmm. knowing mentally like what's happening. I want yeah. you to heal and focus on you. Don't worry about us. And then she's like, you know, look, you just need to tell me job, no job. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, she's whoa. pressuring. You. Whoa. Yeah. I go, OK, yeah, no job. And then she's like, OK, great. Fine. And I said, well, we need to figure out how you're going to pay me back. Yeah. And then she said, um, this is borderline harassment. It's like what happened? Well, that's is because it you're me? no. It's just look, is this like, narcissist? Okay, so what is this? Well, you're, you're since I mean I don't I don't yeah. know her, but um, and I don't have enough to like I Go would not on. have enough yeah. to diagnose that. But like, look, it's attention seeking behavior. I can tell you that, and she's certainly playing off the emotional reactions of other people, and that is giving her a sense of. 
validation and, and people do do things to get a care response from people and that makes them feel better. Right. What kind of disorder that is, I don't have enough information to diagnose, yeah. but we just know that it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. Right? And that's good enough. But that's the thing. I'm yeah. always thinking like, Oh, why do I? Why? And it's like, but Amy, see, you don't need yeah, to know. You don't need to know. You don't need to know that and information. And like, you didn't even need to give her, like, I'm really big on just not even explaining myself. Like, like don't engage. I, I don't engage at all. Like, somebody did that to me. Like, you don't get my attention anymore. You don't deserve it. But you still felt like indebted in some way or that you wanted to uh, make make things okay with her that was because it was causing you distress not because of her actually right. you know yeah. so that's how you're managing your own emotional like response there feelings of guilt shame am i a bad person things like that right so you're trying to get that from her like you know yeah. and and we all we all do that but um you know with this with this girl like when she's like so one of the things that she was doing, she was pressuring, 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 right? She's asking very quickly, I need an answer, I need an answer now. And she had you because yeah. you're responding, right? So she's got the power and she knows it. And then she pushes, 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 Yeah. right? And what you could have done is you could have said, well, I'm just not, I'm not going to answer you right, right now. <laughs> Bye. Have right. fun in county or wherever, you, wherever it is. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like yeah. you could have just done that. Like so women in particular are one, I think, very conditioned and very groomed to heal and fix and be understanding and be supportive and be that nurturing role. Right. Like we are wired that way to a big degree. However, there's also a lot of conditioning that comes with that. It's like, well, if you're a good woman, then you're going to be really understanding. You're going to be really nice and supportive and very forgiving. Right. And when you're not, you're just a bitch. Right. You know? And so those things can kind of work against you socially. That's so crazy. Yeah. But having all this knowledge, because I was a psych major in college. Yeah. I didn't finish. Yeah. And I ended up moving to Los Angeles. But having all this knowledge about behavior and narcissism and understanding this, yeah. because this is what you do, how do you just go about having normal friendships and relationships without... Can you shut that off, that part of you? You know, I... Not to say it's bad. I mean, because well, obviously you, know what? you have if healthy... You know what a healthy relationship looks not like. Not always. I mean, not always, man. I mean, I make mistakes too, you know? And I mean, yeah. I'm human too. I'm like, well, I fucking got that one wrong. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> um, you know, so I certainly have my fair share of errors. But um, what, what I will say is, is that, like, if you have... Everybody thinks I'm psychoanalyzing them all the time, and I'm really not. Like, I make observations just like anybody would. Like, if somebody's coming at you walking down a dark alley with a knife in your hand, I'm going to make a judgment about that. I'm not going to just wait to see what they do. Right. You know, I'm going to take whatever information I'm observing and use that just like anybody would. If, if there is, like, a teacher... And somebody's having, you know, and, and they're out and about and somebody's having problem like learning something or, you know, you're going to share that knowledge. It's just what you do. You introduce that into whatever sphere you're in, you know, just even a mom. It doesn't even have to be a profession. And you see a child hurting like you're going to use your mother's skill set and to you to use in that situation. I do the same thing with mine. I do the exact same thing with mine. So like if I have I mean, I've had to cut people off in my life because I see unhealthy patterns and I know where that's going to go. And I just, I don't explain myself. I'm just out. Yeah. You know, and that it, it, it's really hard. 
but I could, it's so interesting. I can cut people out of my life yeah. very easily. Yeah. And I just don't look back. And people are just like, you're ruthless. Yeah. Like, it's not that I'm ruthless. I'm protecting, like, it's toxic. Yeah, I do the same. So, and I'm relentless about it. It takes me, it, I can't always do it uh, when I see it. I usually give it some time to see if the behavior can change or be corrected, right? Right. So there's usually like kind of like a grace period that I do before I just say I can't have somebody in my life. But once I've really made that decision, it's it's really done for me. Right. I, I have never gone back actually. And I don't think about the people. Yeah, I don't either. I know people like I don't even have an attachment. I know. I'm like God. Is I know like wrong with me? I know like I'm living <laughs> rent free in their head. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not looking at them. I'm not making yeah. fake social media profiles to check out. Like I'm not blocking people. I just moved There's on. You know what? That is the healthiest thing to do because, you know, actually I have, I have a video on like how to break attachment and that's part of how you do that because okay. any, any, wherever you put your attention is where you put your energy. Right. Okay. So if you're putting your energy into something, someone that's going to build a connection, that's going to build an attachment. So when I see these people with these fake profiles and they're spamming like other people's IGs or that you're stalking your ex-boyfriend or like whatever, you, you know, you're only maintaining your connection and your attachment to that. And, and there's an, and, and your emotional addiction to that. You know, and I and don't understand. It's like, why would you it. want to do that to yourself? I don't understand it? Yeah, just grown people. Yeah, these aren't teenagers. Oh no, I know. These are, these are grown. Tr people. Trust me, I know. My you mom, don't. my mom is like the queen of Facebook stalking. Yes. Oh my god. Sorry, mom. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ever since I was little, yeah, she was. I feel like she's. She would. She will like buzz me up sometimes and tell me what my ex boyfriends are doing. But I love that your mom is on Facebook. <laughs> she. I feel so old she, right now. Like. She, if I was speaking to my mom, she would be like, what are, you, what are you doing with your face? You're putting it in a book? Like, I, she just literally, it would just go right over yeah. her head. Yeah. No, my mom's my mom's on it. She's like, it's so-and-so's birthday today. And I'm like, okay. That's great. It's so funny, though. I know I always say um, to my husband, he, uh, you know, it's like, I trust him. Like, I've yeah. never gone through his phone. Like, we just, we have a really solid relationship. But um, I'm like, even if I'm not looking, do you understand how many people cannot wait to tell me if yeah. they see it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'll just find out. Like, I don't, people love telling people like the bad things. It's because they want that emotional reaction out of you. Like that's why, what reward do they get from well, that? Well, it is rewarding. Like it, it is, I guess like, for that personality, it's rewarding. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not rewarding for an empath, right? An empath is going to like hurt with you, right? right? They're going to probably like, soften the blow or find a way to like protect you from it. But somebody that's like introducing that and being like, Hey, look at this. Right. You know, that is somebody that is trying to get an emotional reaction out of you that, that does feel rewarded by pain. And that's a really hard thing for people to understand. And not everybody is like that, but there are many people that are Instigators. like that. Well, they're like little pot stirrers, right? Yeah. And, and this doesn't make them narcissists. Let me just say that. Like this trait doesn't just make somebody a narcissist. It makes you like, an asshole okay yeah but like you know somebody that's just trying to be like mm -hmm. just to kind of like see what Poked you do yeah <laughs> like that's a really shitty person but they're they're doing that so it elevates their self-esteem it right. makes them feel more secure with their life and it's how they're feeling better it's how they're self-regulating jeez it's so crazy can't people just get their shit together, please? <laughs> Not that I have mine completely together, but I'm a little bit more like 
together. Okay, so I had, I know you were on Michael Sartain's podcast and we talked a lot about narcissism and he was saying to me, because of my childhood and the way that my dad was very abusive and, you know, was very neglectful, he was saying that potentially, maybe he was talking about you, someone was coming on his show and was going to talk about narcissism and he was saying maybe that's what your dad had. So I don't even know, what is the true definition of a narcissist? Well, I mean, there's, okay, There we can go by the DSM, okay? Um, and, and the DSM doesn't have narcissist. It has a narcissistic personality disorder okay. in it. So to be narcissistic, you have to have certain character traits. And there are a lot of character traits, but I will go over a few so you get kind of like a general idea. Um, so the big one is you, you, you know, there, there's an inflated sense of self, uh, like grandiosity. So big egos, there's a lot of self-centeredness. Um, they tend to be like conversation hogs. Uh, they, they have like an, I think I said elevated sense of self. Um, they tend not to, um, they don't really put, they can't put themselves in other people's shoes. So they really lack empathy and they really lack a more remorse. Like those are the two, two big ones. They, they have trouble connecting with others. Um, they don't feel what you feel. Um, they don't care to feel what you feel. I mean, it's not that they don't care. It's, it's just that it's not even on their radar. Okay. It's just not even in their worldview. It's not in their world. It's not even something to consider. It just doesn't come up because like he was this person that he was always right. Yeah. Always right. Like no one could ever say anything to him other than like he, it, whatever, even if it was just like ridiculous, he was right. Yeah. And well, you know, that, that's, that would be a narcissistic trait. It wouldn't necessarily make him a narcissist. I mean, him being incredibly abusive to you is, is certainly leaning more on a narcissistic end, right? Like you, you have to have other things going on if you're going to abuse a child, abuse somebody. Yeah. Yeah. that clearly shows a lack of empathy and remorse and care for others. Right. Like, and plus the, the example that you gave the shame and humiliation attached to that was rewarding. And so that does feel very narcissistic, but with narcissistic personality disorder, the difference between that and somebody that is narcissistic is, is that it with NPD narcissistic personality disorder is that these people recognize that it is causing like distress in their life, either internally, socially, uh, occupationally, relationally. They can recognize that something isn't working. Now, they don't recognize it the way most people would. It's more in a sense of, well, I can't get what I want, so what can I do to get what I want? That My wife won't sleep with me, so fuck, I'll go to counseling. They recognize that that's a problem, that there's something that they're doing, that there's a problem, but they're still not the problem. Right. It's not there. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of how it presents. Um, that's how we would diagnose that um, in, in therapy. And there are more character traits that you'd want to look at in the DSM that they define that. And I just went over a few. And with narcissists, you have all those all those things. But I would say is, there are yeah. people that I say, like, you're pointing the finger, but there's four others pointing back at you. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It yeah, to a narcissist though, it really doesn't matter. And yeah. people that are not narcissistic, they don't even have to be empathic people. But people that are not narcissistic cannot comprehend that because it's not in their worldview. It's not how they right. see things. Right. It is uh, yeah, for me it's outside of like 
I don't understand it. I, there's no comprehension for me as to how someone would treat someone or act the way. Do you think people are born this way or do you think it's a developed you trait? Know, there's kind of that I mean that's a whole like argument kind of in my field like the nature nurture um, argument where it's kind of like well are they born are they not um, I tend to think like well, there's a big you know if it was me personally I think it's more environmental than genetic I really do that is my own personal belief I think it has a lot to do with how you respond to things your coping skills, modeling your environment. Yeah. Those things seem to be the big things for me. So like modeling behavior, people that modeled behavior for you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, if, if you're around somebody that's, you know, incredibly abusive, I tend to see that go two ways. You either become an empath or a narcissist. Yeah. Because it's how you cope with that behavior. It's how right. you cope with that environment. Like when empathic people have learned to cater to their environment for their own survival, right? They're very attuned to people's emotional reactions. Like, you know, when you somebody's up room. exactly yeah. really quickly and you had to do that so that you could survive. Right. Okay. But other people will just not feel. They won't feel anything and they won't care about you. And it's all about me. And see, those are two ways that you can cope with the same trauma. Right. But that is still environmental. Right. It's not genetic. That's true. Yeah. It's total sense. So that's just kind of my own part. And I, I think that that's kind of how those two personality like types are kind of like made a lot of times. Yeah. No, I do. I mean, it makes absolute sense. I think about my situation and I think about, how I look statistically and I read statistically about how I should have turned out. Like I should have probably gone into whether it was drugs or prostitution, whatever it was to sort of get that attention or to numb out, you know, what I was feeling. But instead I went very type A personality and I became just this perfectionist. I tried to become a controlled because I couldn't control anything else. So I wanted to control that kind of part of it. And then also I think, you know, twofold was if I could prove just how amazing I was, then maybe just maybe they would say, I love you. Yeah. Or they would say, we're, I'm, we're proud of you. Or maybe they might hug me for the first time. You know what I mean? I think it's got to be like this whole, it's, it's so many things, I guess, wrapped into one. Well, it is. And it's still there for you. You yeah. know, it comes out in little, little tiny ways that you're, you're aware of. You know that it's there, yeah. you know. And that's a hard thing to really turn off. But, you know, I think the hardest, the hardest thing, you know, when you go through something like that, that you ever have to do is learn how to love yourself. Right. To learn that, yeah. yeah, that you, and that is the thing that's, that's a, a big, big part of sort of being on here is just saying, you know, I have my affirmations yeah. that I have to do at this point, which are, and the big one is I am enough. Yeah. I am plenty. You are, you're more than enough. More right? than enough. Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing that you need to do or change or do anything. You can just be right. And that's good enough. Which is hard for a lot of people to say and to get to that place. It took me yeah. a really long time to get there and to realize like, this not even knowing the self-sabotaging things potentially in the past that I was doing for wonderful opportunities or maybe, you know, great friendships, whatever it was, because just wasn't deserving right of those good things. Yeah. When you, when you have so much shame and guilt and all of this trauma that you've experienced, right. It's, it's hard to feel worthy of anything good. So what we'll do is we'll reject it. Right. Yeah. Which isn't just crazy. 
So in, in your practice, do you think that you would ever write a book? I'm currently writing one. Are you really? Yeah, I am. I need to find a ghost writer, though, because it's taking me fucking forever. It's a <laughs> lot. It's so funny. I wrote I wrote a book. So if there's yeah. any ghost writers out there, please hit Call, me up. Yeah, DM her. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll make sure I'm I like, I, Where stuff. do I start? I mean, I'm, I've started it, and I'm, I'm fairly far into it, but I'm just like, you know, you know, you get to that point where you're just like, I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. I mean, if it's not like it, you know, you know that you have great information yeah. and you want to present it, you know, in a certain way, yeah. but just the tedious data entry it. part of doing it. Yeah. I just is, want to talk. Right. And have somebody like write it. Write it. Yeah. There's so many ghostwriters out there though. I yeah, I need to find one. Yeah. I really do. Uh, Fiverr. Fiber, fiber, <laughs> fiber. Okay, fiber. Fiber has everything. Okay, like if you I'm need gonna... graphics, if you okay. need anything, got it. Yeah, it's like fiber. So okay. Oh my gosh, you've just been amazing. I mean, I, I love beautiful, strong women that own every ounce of who they are. Um, just to say, like you're unapologetic, like that's really a compliment to say like you've come to this place where you know exactly who you are yeah. you know what you want you know your boundaries you know what you're capable of um you know your purpose in life you've got your why and you're out there just really um doing what you can to help others and it's really it's admirable well thank you and you're you know you're obviously doing the same you know it's it's it is really nice to get together with women that um that really empower each other, you know, and you, you being so open about your abuse and your trauma, that, that is a way that you are freeing yourself from that as well. Because, yeah. you know, when we're holding on to that, like our body stores it too, which yes. is probably why you were having that gut yes. stuff, you know, but when you talk about it, that's a way to release that. And that's how healing happens. It happens through release. Yeah. So, and, and speaking is such a powerful thing. It's such a powerful way. And it's a way that you're, really kind of taking that back and creating something beautiful out of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. Come back anytime. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you again for listening and subscribing and watching. And until next time, we'll see you. <laughs>